This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Last Thursday, a young woman lost her life after a fiery multi-vehicle crash on the QEW involving a tractor-trailer hauling a load of fruit. Her body wasn't even found until the next morning, and the highway didn't fully reopen until 12.45 p.m. Friday. Same week, another crash involving a truck driver charged with careless driving closed the eastbound express lanes on the 401. And these are just two of the latest incidents of what seems to to be a commonplace occurrence. Now, why are there so many problems with these big trucks? Uh, I would like to hear from you about your experiences when you're driving, um, what is going on with trucks. And I know that we have quite a number of listeners who are truck drivers, both uh, current and retired. I want to hear from you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I know that the other day uh, we had some of the drivers talking about blind spots and, and other problems like that. Uh, right now, I'd like to bring in Sergeant Carrie Schmidt, who is with the OPP Highway Safety Division, and Janet Hewitt, who is a truck driving instructor. Hello. Thanks for joining us, both of you. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Good afternoon. Hi. Uh, let's start with Sergeant Carrie Schmidt. Um, what's going on here? Oh, boy, oh, boy. When big trucks crash, they make a big mess. And we see it all too often. I was at another crash uh, yesterday, 407 at McCowan Road. Transport truck went right through uh, crash cushion and treatment, went right into the ditch, uh, loaded with juice, uh, separated. The fuel tanks came right off. Uh, the frontal axle ripped off. Uh, truck laying on its side down into soft gravel. Uh, they were trying to pull it out for the first three or four hours, then had to abandon their efforts uh, because rush hour traffic, and they went back in after uh, 8 o'clock at night. And the driver charged with uh, driving under suspension, uh, careless driving, and he was actually he was, he was kept in custody and returned to other police jurisdictions where there was outstanding warrants. So, uh, again, doesn't matter what this person is driving. If he's driving a small car or a transport truck, if he's causing a problem, uh, it's an issue for us. But when uh, a big truck rolls over, that's when the cleanup can just be horrendously extensive and time-consuming and a huge headache for other motorists that are, that are stuck. And anyone who got stuck on the 401 or the QW in these recent multi-fatal crashes knows uh, the chaos and the headaches that come along with that. Uh, were there injuries in that incident yesterday? No, there weren't. Surprisingly, it was all by himself. Uh, he drove into uh, the ditch by himself. I don't know. I think he fell asleep. I'm not sure what the issue was. He was actually under suspension at the time when he was driving, and, and sir, you'll have to answer to the courts uh, on those issues. Uh, but unfortunately, by the time we get the call, the damage has been done. So, uh, yeah, no injuries, no other vehicles involved, single vehicle. When we get so many transport trucks that uh, you know take an on-ramp or an off-ramp too fast, uh, they're, they have speed advisory signs of 30 or 40 kilometers per hour, and all of a sudden they come in at... Uh, you know, double that speed or whatever it is, the loads start swinging and start shifting. And, and once 
the trailer starts to go over, there's nothing the driver can do to bring it back around. Janet Hewitt, uh, why are these things happening? I, I've heard anecdotally that there's a shortage of truck drivers and you have uh, poorly trained or inexperienced drivers. What's your take on this? Inexperience is part of it. The other problem is what Carrie Schmidt said about drivers coming into ramps too fast. I know here when I'm teaching classroom and when we have students out on the road, they are taught that those signs that for ramp speeds are for passenger vehicles. So if it's saying 30 kilometers an hour, as a truck driver, you should be going 20. So part of it is inattention. Drivers think that they're better than they are. Or it can also be from bad training. Uh I, I can't even imagine what, what, why a company would allow somebody with a, a suspended license to drive a big rig. Sounds yeah, crazy. It's, that's shocking to me as well. For for that to be happening, uh, obviously there's the due diligence on the companies, uh, but the dr- company may not have even known. Who knows that they do? They run a driver's abstract when they hire the guy, maybe annually, annually beyond that, and. Uh, you know, if it doesn't come up on their CBOR abstract, you don't know maybe what they're dealing with. Uh, but again, this is a huge concern for us. What kind of drivers are on the highways? And and I'll tell you, from law enforcement, we can stop tons of cars and passenger vehicles and motorcycles and commercial vehicles, and we'll find all kinds of drivers that are either unlicensed, uh, drive disqualified, drive prohibited, uh, driving with conditions that uh, they're not abiding by, and, um, you know, Driving is a privilege. We need to remember that. And driving is a huge responsibility. And if you don't take that responsibility seriously and realize that your full attention needs to be on the on the road, looking at the road signs, looking at the traffic around you, using your mirrors, um, yeah, like we want, we we need drivers to come back and and be those professionals that we uh, knew them to be uh, years ago. Janet. Would you say there's a shortage and that's why maybe some people are hiring people who are, you know, less than their first choice otherwise? There's definitely a shortage. There's a shortage of good drivers. Um, Ontario, since 2017, they brought in mandatory entry-level training standards. Uh, They made getting a license more difficult. Unfortunately, there was years of drivers with insufficient training, and they are all fully licensed drivers. So you're not going to see the effects of what is called the MELT program for a few years, but companies will take what they can get. You have to move the freight, and everything you have comes by a truck, so there is a ton of freight to move, and companies some days will take a driver that has a record, has a lot of incidents, on their record because they need people to move freight. And is there more freight now? Freight definitely has gone up. All the online sales, people shop on the internet. How do you think the products get from warehouses to your home? They come from across the country. It moves by truck. So the freight has definitely increased. Mm -hmm. Good point. Uh, Let's take a call from Rick in Etobicoke. Hi, Rick. Hi there. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I've been driving for 43 years. What happened in the trucking industry is when they brought in deregulation. And that got rid of all the big companies, and it made people haul cheap. 
And just the other day, I had to back a guy's trailer into a door. The guy was driving for two days. And the problem is, these guys, they uh, it's like the officer said, they take the ramp too fast. But a lot of times, the cars are cutting in and out of traffic, in and out of traffic, and they don't understand these vehicles don't stop on a dime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, Rick. That's a good point. Uh Sergeant Schmidt, so uh, what do you say to drivers? I mean, I've said this on the air before. These rigs scare me. I just stay away from them as best I can. Well, for sure. It's pretty frightening to have a big grill of transport truck in your rearview mirror right on your bumper. Uh, and obviously, drivers of trucks are, are frustrated with the cars zipping in and out of them. I hear from drivers all the time that tell us that they keep a following distance that's safe. And then cars keep cutting in front of them. And if they cut right in front of them, uh, sometimes their automatic braking systems will kick in and they'll slam on the brakes because they think there's a crash going to happen in front of them. Uh, and then people behind them get frustrated because the truck's on his brakes. Uh, that's not the driver. That's the truck safety systems that are trying to prevent uh, what could be a potential crash in front of them. You know, you're dealing with 80,000 pounds or a lot more uh, going down the roads. You've got mirrors, but you've got to use these mirrors to see what's going around. And like, like the driver said before, when, uh, you know, anybody can drive a motorcycle straight and a car straight and a truck straight, but try, try backing an articulated uh, transport truck into a narrow dock between two other trailers up against uh, a loading uh, ramp. Uh, and that could be a challenge. And I've heard uh, companies uh, that will hire these drivers to, to drive and then they'll get uh, city drivers to come in because these, dri- these drivers that are going down the highways, don't know how to drive in the city and don't know how to back up a trailer in a yard. And that's pretty scary. Uh, You know, you made the point of of drivers weaving in and out, but I have to tell you something I've experienced because I do try to stay away from these big things is that if I leave what I consider to be a nice, comfortable distance between me and and a truck behind me, they will close the distance. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, that doesn't make me very happy. I don't want them too close to me in case they do something. I don't know. No, well, absolutely. And one thing I just want to keep and remind people that if there is a truck on your bumper, um, just first quickly make sure you understand what's going on. Is there a lane to the right of you? Is he actually trying to pass? Because uh, sometimes we get a car that's driving in the middle lane, and that's the passing lane for the trucks, and, and they can't get around. Now, anytime a transport truck is driving at 80 kilometers per hour or more, uh, he is required by law, or she is required to maintain a following distance of 60 meters. And that's about two transport lengths. Uh, we don't see that coming through the GTA. Rush hour traffic, obviously, that's not going to happen because you're not at those speeds. But uh, when uh, you're going down the roads, there should be that following distance. So um, we do get a lot of drivers in the left lanes and middle lanes that are blocking trucks from passing. Let them go by. They're speed limited. They're governed. They're supposed to be governed to 105. And But I know there are ways that drivers can get around that and they can uh, get their rewards and double, double staff and, and, and get in excess of those speeds. But uh, it, we really need to be better at sharing the road and and. And I guess just being more courteous to one another, because if the truck's in front of you or truck's behind you, it's not going to slow you down in the grand scheme of things. You're still going to get to your destination within a few seconds of, uh, you know, one car length or two in front. And you're likely going to get stopped at a red light later on anyway. So it's not going to make that big a difference. But 
I can tell you, like that crash we had on the 401, uh, that Corvette was uh, reportedly driving through traffic, pushing uh, other drivers out of the way, following too close, and then made an unsafe lane change in front of the transport truck. That Corvette got uh, pitted basically around in front of the transport truck. The truck lost control, and he went over and wiped out another vehicle. And sadly, the driver of the Corvette, passenger of that uh, other car, were both killed in the crash. The transport truck rolled over the concrete wall, uh, burnt to, um, uh, or lit on fire and burnt to the ground, uh, caused a huge debris field across both express and collector lanes. And the highway was shut down for 12 hours. Like, it's massively economically impactful on, uh, on everybody. Okay, um, let's take a call from Paul in Woodstock. And Paul, you're a truck driver. Yes, Libby, I am. And I'd just like to make a comment. Like a lot of these guys that are coming out on the road now, they're working for just above minimum wage. And unfortunately, if you're going to pay minimum wage, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get minimum wage. Now, you can't attract the right people when you're offering them $17, $18 an hour for all the responsibility that, that's required to do this job. And I have spent some time at a driving school, and in my personal opinion, you have some good instructors there, but it's a big money grab. As far as the ministry's test, I've been over the ministry's test, and I think some of it is acidine. They're asking these guys to do things that are in my opinion, unsafe. I have over 3 million miles without an accident. And and I'm telling you, the only way you're going to get good drivers is if you're going to pay for it. And if you're not going to pay for it, you're only going to get what you pay for. Okay, Paul, that's a good point. Thank you for that. We are talking about the increasing, it seems, number of collisions on the highway, fiery collisions involving transport trucks. And I'm going to get right to the phones. And Susan in Toronto, you said you were in a very serious crash with a transport truck. I was. I was coming from the airport in the, in the spring from Pearson to Midtown. And it was dark out. It was 11 o'clock at night. I was in a limo. And there was, a, there was a transport on the side of the road, and the transport on the very far left suddenly crossed all of the lanes of traffic in front of us on a right angle to the point he was 10 feet in front of us in the end. The entire screen was filled with his truck. I have no idea why he did that. Our, my driver was a mature man, so he hit the brakes. The cars behind us spun out, and there was a huge crash. So two cars were totaled behind us. And I said to the driver, how did you predict that? How did you, how did you, how come we didn't get killed? And he said, I see so much bad driving from transports that he said, I, I was watching him and I saw a little thing that I saw there was something wrong. He was doing something erratic and it was a right angle right in front of us. He did not lane change. He took a severe right angle right in front of us. He and I was like- very shaken up and I called the police when I got home and they said, they might be camera. There might be cameras, et cetera, et cetera. But no one was killed, fortunately, behind us. But we heard a massive crash. It, it was really traumatic. I, I can hear that in your voice. When did this happen? I think it was in the late spring, just before summer. Wow! So recently. But point, yeah, but the point is that the, tra- the, the the driver, who's a professional driver, he he said, "I see so much of it." 
I'm very aware, I'm very careful around transports because the driving is terrible now and it's getting worse. That's what he said. Susan, thank you very much for for sharing. You 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 are a lucky woman, and I can hear I that you're that you're still you're still shaken by this. Thanks very uh, much. Actually, I have a cottage. I won't even drive in the highway right now. So it is. It's, it was terrible, but I think everybody needs to be careful because he was saying that the driving quality is not there and that they're not being qualified properly. And you know, it's just. Uh, it's it, it was you know it's you need to be very careful, very very careful. Okay, Susan. Anyway, thank, okay. Thank you for that, uh, Janet Hewitt. Do you have anything to say to Susan or Sergeant Schmidt? I mean, I'm in agreement with Carrie about truck drivers that the observation you can try to teach people to be observant, to be paying attention, reading every sign. Um, drivers will push drive when they're tired. And a lot of times, tired drivers lead to fatal accidents, unfortunately. We can try teaching here at school to tell them to be observant. But a lot of times it seems, and even with car drivers, that people get that license and all of a sudden the rules of the road get thrown out the window and everything they were taught, they just ignore. It's like, they forget that driving is a privilege, that they have a tremendous amount of responsibility. And they don't appreciate the size and the damage their vehicle can do. Uh, Teresa in Etobicoke, I'm going to ask your question for you because it comes right out of that. Teresa, hello. Yes, hello. Yes, uh, I, I remember hearing before that truck drivers have to drive many times, 14 hours or whatever a day. So I'm sure a lot of them are exhausted. I always kind of feel for them out there on the road when these things happen, thinking that part of it is that they're, they just... It's hard to be alert. You know what I mean. And what? Sometimes. What? How long, uh, uh, Janet or or Sergeant Schmidt? How long uh, do are they allowed to drive before taking a break? The rules are thirteen hours is the max a driver is allowed to drive in the province of Ontario or in Canada. We are not allowed to drive more than thirteen hours in a day. Uh huh. And uh, Sergeant Schmidt, how much of this do you believe is caused by people being tired? Well, yeah, like the crash we had last night, uh, we believe the driver may have fallen asleep. But uh, you can also be driving uh, two or three hours and have a big, uh, heavy lunch, and uh, all of a sudden you get those afternoon uh, heavy eyelids, and all of a sudden you can't keep your eyes open. So we've seen that as well. I don't want to just uh, stereotype every- this as just truck drivers. I, I want to talk to drivers because we have just as many bad drivers in four-wheelers and on motorcycles as we do on transport trucks. And we have very many professional drivers in transport trucks and very many professional motorcycle riders and four-wheeler drivers as well. Um, The problem is it's the bad apples, it's the people that are in a hurry, the people that are pushing, that, that are maybe ignorant to the law. And we've all been stuck behind cars that, uh, you know, drivers aren't paying attention. They don't use their mirrors. They're on their phone. They're not paying attention to their surroundings. And it is absolutely frustrating. Um, you know, again, we uh, need to put that responsibility back in, in the uh, driver's uh, mindset to understand 
that driving is a very active activity. It is not passive. And we get so lulled into driving comfortably in these beautiful vehicles with beautiful cockpits and transport trucks are luxurious and, and quiet as well. And it's not like back in the 60s when you had to struggle to keep that vehicle straight down the highway because these cars are driving with a finger and that's it. So, um, you know, we get lulled into that, that fact. And then also we forget the world around us because we just are thinking about other things. So, it, it is something that we all need to just realize that we're going down the highway uh, at, a, at 30 meters per second or whatever it is at highway speed. Try opening your windows and sticking your head out the sunroof uh, and, and driving. It's, it's pretty noisy out there, but when your windows are closed, the air conditioning is on, you've got some nice, subtle music playing, um, <laughs> it might put you to sleep. So, you know, driving is active. You've got to pay attention. Okay, uh, we're running out of time. Norman North York, uh, very quickly. Follow the money. <laughs> when companies need to save money, improve their bottom line, they trim safety, they trim wages, and things that attract drivers since deregulation back in the 80s has sort of messed things up a little. And then what do you get? Less qualified drivers, and they learn just enough to pass the test, and after that, nobody tells them what to do. And you were a driver, right, Norm? Oh, I was for decades. I got in just around the time deregulation started. Many of the truck drivers that have been doing it for decades were just shaking their head and they said, my God, this is going to be a nightmare. Everybody and anybody, like in other countries, you want to start a bus company, buy a bus and a chalkboard and say where you're going and how much. Okay, Norm, thanks for that. Uh, that's all the time we have. I, I have a feeling this is an issue that we are going to have to revisit. And people, if we couldn't get your call, remember, Free For All Friday is coming up. In the meantime, thank you so much to Char- Sergeant Kerry Schmidt from the OPP's Highway Safety Division and Janet Hewitt, truck driving instructor at the Ontario Truck Driving School. Thanks. Thanks so much. Have a great, thank great you. day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.